Hey, and welcome back to Church Public. I am your host, Matt Odegaard, as always. And today we have to talk about what happened in Nashville. And I've been kind of waiting, thinking about it. Even now, I don't even really want to talk about it, but I think we have to. I think we have to from a current events, from a Christian perspective. I mean, this is a current event. It's very big in the news right now, and it definitely has a Christian perspective. We really need to understand what is going on in the culture so that we can understand how to interact with it. The culture itself, the politicians, the celebrities, the activists, even some conservatives and uh, some liberals have taken this in all sorts of different directions. I'm going to try to give my perspective on it. Hopefully you'll appreciate it and hopefully it will help you understand who God is and who we are. And that's really where I want to start. I want to start with who we are. Because I think that is the foundation of everything that's going on here in this today. We need to understand really that we are God's children. We are made in the image of God, just like we read in Genesis, just like Jesus echoes and reiterates in Matthew 19. We are made in a certain way. God makes us in a certain way, and God doesn't make mistakes. And there are two competing worldviews going on in this story and all of the other stories that surround it. And we need to understand what that is. We need to understand what the Christian worldview is, and we need to understand what the cultural worldview is, because it very much is a cultural worldview, and it really is at odds with Christianity, and it really fights directly against, directly in opposition to Christianity. And we have to understand that. So I'm going to start with this. I'm going to start with a hymn. I'm going to start with a hymn that I think you all know. Whether you've been in church your whole life, whether you've never been in church, you know this hymn. It's Amazing Grace. And the reason that I want to start with this is a line in Amazing Grace really illustrates the entirety of Christianity. It really does. This line in Amazing Grace helps us understand who we are in Christ and who we are as followers, who we are as humans. And that first line is, amazing grace, how sweet the sound that saved a wretch like me. That saved a wretch like me. Again, this is probably the most famous hymn, I don't know, ever. And the reason it remains so popular is this truth contained in those simple words. This is really the core of Christianity. I am a wretch, and only through God's grace can I be saved. I have, honestly, no redeeming qualities about myself, in myself. I need Jesus. The whole book of Romans is dedicated to this idea. But this, while the cornerstone of Christianity, is the opposite of this current cultural moment, especially stated in the trans movement. Instead of acknowledging that I am not God, the trans movement says I am God. It claims to be God. It claims that I have the power to change my very being from male to female or anything else that I want to be. Nature, reality, God. They have no power over me. I have the ultimate power and ultimate authority to make myself in whatever image I want. And of course, they do that through medical and surgical techniques and other things. But no longer do they chant, I was born this way. No. Now it is, I can be whatever I want to be. And as Christians, we can just never agree with this. As followers of God, you either follow God or man. There is no in-between. There's no middle way. There's no neutral in between these two things. These powers of life, the power of very creation itself, that belongs to God alone. In this culture, we're constantly told to just love, 
just love. Let love be love. Just love one another. If you just loved one another better, more, then all of this would be solved. But what is love? That's the question. We're told that love is just to accept whatever a person says they are, regardless of reality. But that's just it. There is a reality. There is a creation. There is an order. And I'm not in charge of it. And you are not in charge of it. No one but God is in charge of it. This failure to agree with activists and politicians and celebrities and media and even some quote-unquote pastors enrages the mob. They hate you. They hate me. And they will stop at nothing to silence you and silence me. They cannot stand the truth. Those, have made, those who have made themselves into a god cannot stand to be told that they're only really human. Because that would mean they have to live by the rules of everybody else. And if they admit they're not God, they have to admit that there is a God, and his rules are right, which makes them wrong. And anybody who is involved in this ideology, and really any of the things of the self being selfish in this world, which this culture is basically made of, fights against the idea that God is in control. If you want yourself to be the leader of your world, your worldview, your actions, your perspective, even the way you look, then for somebody, even God, to come in and say, no, I have made you the way that I want you to be, that just fights at their very center, the center of their being. And, of course, they can't have that. And whether you've noticed it or not, those that are in power right now are the ones that say, we are wrong, that God is wrong, that Christianity is wrong, that the Bible is just wrong. It's old. It's outdated. It's just fuddy-duddy. It's fundamentalist. It's these words that don't apply to anything anymore. You see, Christianity and transgenderism just cannot coexist. Their values are exactly opposite, and one of them is going to have to submit. For those that have read Revelation, we know what happens in the end. In the meantime, we need to show grace, kindness, but at the same time, we need to be unbending champions for the truth. You shall know the truth, and the truth shall set you free. Jesus in John 8.32. I'm Ed Odegaard, and this is Church Public. So again, if you haven't already, go to churchpublic.com, hit all the likes and subscribes on whatever you are on today, whether it is the audio, the video, uh, there's a good chance. I mean, I'm recording this now and I don't know exactly what's going to happen, but I know that some of the words that I'm probably going to say today that aren't bad words, so there's no trigger warning in that necessarily, but they are words that some of the tech overlords do not like, and I'm just going to go ahead and call it out. It's possible I'm going to have to struggle to find a place to put this video, but I think the video is going to worth it, and I, and I think there will be some some pieces to this video, some pictures that you're going to want to see. I'm going to show some slides of, of some of the responses to this, and I, I think that might be something you're going to want to see. Regardless, audio listener, I love you, and I, and I hope you stick around. Um, video, if, if you want to see it, go to churchpublic.com. I'll make sure it's linked somewhere there if it doesn't post on the regular video places. All right, that is what it is. So what are we talking about today? We're talking about the shooting at the Covenant Christian School. Now, it's it's been a few days, and I wanted to talk about this. I've wanted to talk about this for days, and I also wanted to wait a bit to comment on this because 
I, I want it to be meaningful and impactful. And still, even today, even now, I'm struggling with this. I'm struggling with it because I am a dad and I can't imagine losing my children. I can't allow, imagine losing any of my children in this way. It is just the ultimate in tragedy and, and heartbreak and it's terrible. But at the same time, it happened and it's real and it shows the evil that exists in this world. We'll talk about some mental health things later, and some people want to say that. And then, of course, you have a lot of people who are saying, well, it's just the guns. The guns, the guns, the guns are the problem. And if there were no guns, then no one would be dead, which, of course, is ridiculous and a lie and goes against every uh, everything in human nature for all of history, all the way back to Cain, who murdered Abel. That's just not a thing. And we'll talk more about those in those points in a second. But let's just talk about first what happened. If, if in case you didn't know, in case you missed it, a 28 year old woman who identified as a man, aka a trans person, was filled with hate and evil and entered an unguarded school, killing three children and three adults. One of the children was even the nine year old daughter of the pastor, which is horrific and tragic and heartbreaking. And again, as a father, I can't imagine losing one of my children to an armed assassin. It is, in fact, truly heartbreaking. In fact, I can't even right now spend too much time talking and thinking about it. It's just too much. However, I do have to also say, we don't need to fear, especially if you are in Christ, you don't need to fear. There is a ton of fear going around. I have seen it, heard it, felt it, uh, even from friends and family. As Christians, we're actually called to go away from fear, to leave fear behind. Life with Christ brings the fruit of the Spirit, love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, etc. And in Christ, life brings hope for the future. Death for us is not the end, but only the beginning of a glorious new life in a new heaven and a new earth when Christ returns. So we have hope. That is the hope that we have that first that, that Peter talks about in, in his book in First Peter 3. We, we have this hope. And we know that, that death is not the end, but death is the beginning of eternity with life in Christ for those who believe. But we have to talk about this and we have to figure out what is going on and what is the culture doing in the midst of all of this. Now, this poor, terrible, horrible tragedy comes at the same time as some national celebrations. Biden welcomed in the Trans Day of Visibility uh, very shortly. Let's see. Here's Biden. Again, if you're not watching, it's just, just a, a post that he, he did. He said, transgender Americans shape our nation's soul, proudly serving in the military, um, curing deadly diseases, holding elected office, running thriving businesses, fighting for justice, raising families, and much more. Transgender Americans shape our nation's soul. His claim is that transgender Americans shape our nation's very soul. Now, actually, he's not wrong. Actually, that is basically true. In a way, he is right. This in LGBT puts our cult in culture. They, they have become this cult that we have to bow down to. We literally have to bow down to. I showed you that just in the last uh, couple of episodes where Dylan Mulvaney bowed down. Uh, I mean, he was there and, and uh, he was bowed down to. Um, and I know it wasn't particularly meant like that, but it looked like it. And, and that is what we're called to do. We're told to put away our desires, our perspectives, our tradition, our Bible, our uh, faith, and just do whatever they want us to do. So in a way, he's right. Transgender Americans do shape our nation's soul. Is that good? I would say no. 
but that is what we're dealing with right here. And we need to recognize that's really what is going on. And we also have Trans Day of Vengeance. This is where I'm not sure what's going to happen with the recording because apparently you're not allowed to say that word on any of the social medias anymore. <laughs> anyway, it is what it is. So uh, this is, in, in fact, I was just reading, so I was putting this together and then just read this right, right, uh, right as I was uh, getting ready here. But the Trans Day of Vengeance, again, if you're not watching, is supposed to be April 1st. Depending on when you're listening to it, it was supposed to be April 1st. And it was supposed to be in front of the Supreme Court of the United States. And that says, uh, you know, uh, we need more than visibility, right? I told you about the Trans Day of Visibility. They're saying it's not just visibility. We need vengeance. What does that mean? I don't know what that means. But this came out as this school shooting was happening. And so something was going on there. I don't know. I can't claim to know. All I can say is when you drum up all of this energy and fear and rhetoric over genocide and hate and persecution, you believe that you literally are going to die. And apparently this group wanted to retaliate. Now, I literally just read um, on the computer as I was putting this together that the Trans Day of Vengeance has been canceled due to security concerns. I would say that's probably good, um, but we'll see what happens. Depending on when you're listening to this, you may already know, and maybe nothing. We'll hope and pray for nothing. And along that, we have ads for trans people who need guns, trans guns. This says, that, again, if you're not watching, this is a person holding a plaque that says trans rights or else. And in the middle of the trans rights or else are a series of guns in the trans flag colors. What does that mean? I don't know what that means, but why would you make a poster that says trans rights or else with a bunch of guns? Again, this is very, very strange. Uh, I had a whole series of clips that I'm actually not gonna end up playing, but there was an NPR uh, audio session that talked about how trans people are going to the shooting ranges and learning how to shoot, and it's really good for them to learn how to shoot. It's really bad for everybody else to have guns and own guns and learn how to shoot, but it's really good for trans people to have these guns. You can go look up that article on the NPR uh, if you want to. I think it was on NPR audio, so you'll have to you have to look for it. Um, but what is what does all this mean? What is going on here? What is this trans resistance? So the trans resistance network put out a statement on the shooting. This is uh, the first trans uh, resistance network here. Let's see um, if you're on video you're not gonna be able to read this very well so i'm gonna clip it in a little bit more but this is the trans resistance network march 27 media statement on the school shooting in nashville tennessee here's just a couple of clips from that the trans resistance network has been notified the shooter involved in today's school shooting in nashville was a person identifying as transgender known from online profiles as aiden or aubrey hale he him again this person was a woman but had transitioned and now went by Aiden and there was a whole bunch of articles about dead naming there's a whole bunch of articles about misgendering this person and how bad that is um again just speaking truth it you are who you are but that is apparently the worst crime imaginable as you'll read here so it says uh it goes on to say in this in this um policy. It's not our policy to engage publicly with news media. We believe this moment calls for a thoughtful response from our collective. 
We point out that today's incident in Nashville is not one tragedy, but two. So listen to this. The first tragedy is the loss of life of three children and adults. We extend our deepest sympathies and heartfelt prayers to those families dealing with the loss of loved ones. There's nothing we can offer that will comfort the hurt or ease the sorrow we mourn with you. That's fair enough. Thank you. But listen to this. The second tragedy. The second and more complex tragedy is that Aiden or Aubrey Hale, who felt he had no other effective way to be seen than to lash out by taking the life of others and by consequence himself. So did you hear that? So now the victims of this terrible shooting who were killed, three children and three adults, they were victims, sure. But there was, an, there was another victim. Did you know there was another victim? The other victim is this transgender lady. This lady who thought she was a man and who went in and killed all these people for whatever demonic reason she did it. And she is also a victim because she felt like since she had such a terrible world, life, whatever, that the only outcome possibly was to kill a bunch of people. And that's a tragedy. This is the way the media is spinning it. This is the way you're hearing it all over the place that this poor soul was so troubled that they had to. They just had to kill a bunch of people. That's just not it. That's not right. That's not real. If you choose to murder somebody, that is your choice. It's evil and demonic, and you will suffer the consequences for it. It's terrible. It's it's terrible. But you can't claim victimhood if you are the one doing the killing like and yet that is what we're hearing through this and that is in the christian worldview perspective the difference in between why we started with this i know i am a, a sinner in need of grace and that amazing grace is only possible through jesus christ the trans world as we began with says no i am perfect the way that i am and in fact i don't quite look perfect yet so i'm going to take on the role of god and recreate myself into the image that i want to be in and then i will be perfect that's just not reality and it's not possible and it's not the way of god in another weird twist uh, another weird post, I guess you would say. In Arizona, the press secretary for Katie Hobbs tweeted this. Um, let's see. Us when we see transphobes. Uh, let me put this up here. Us when we see transphobes, she said. And this is a picture of a lady holding guns. So this was posted after the shooting, and after the shooting, she thought it was appropriate to say, when we see transphobes, we shoot them after a deadly school shooting by a trans person occurred? I, I just, in no world, can see how this is appropriate. And I have heard that this uh, press secretary for uh, the Arizona governor has been fired. Good but I'm sure she'll be a hero in a week. I mean, because people love this stuff. There are 896,000 views on the 27th of March when this was posted. Almost a million views on this, which means, okay, maybe it was the people that didn't like it, but 
quite likely it was people who did because this is the way the mob is going. This is the way this culture is going. They believe they are right. They believe they are right because this book, this old dusty book, no longer has value to this culture. And that's the thing that we have to keep in mind. We have to understand that this culture does not like us and it does not want Christians to set culture, values, morals, or any of that. And so we've really got to uh, focus in on how we know what's true by reading the word and living out what's true, even when culture says you are wrong. Then we have this one, and I, I thought this one was important to see. This is a person named Charlotte Clymer. Um, and this is going to be one where if you're just listening, you may or may not understand what's going on in this video. Um, if you are just listening, <clears throat> excuse me, you may not realize that Charlotte Clymer is, again, I'm probably going to get canceled for all this, clearly a man. And this Charlotte Clymer is very angry with Christians about their bigotry. So let's listen to what Charlotte has to say. And then we'll talk about it a little bit. I think children are only unsafe at drag shows when a shooter shows up to kill them. That's right. That's where the threat is. I would challenge anyone just to get to know trans people. We are a vibrant, diverse community, as diverse as anyone else. You know, I'm from the great state of Texas. I served in the military. I go to church every Sunday. My faith is very important to me. But God made me in her image. God made me transgender. And to see these people so cynically weaponize this and exploit these children's debts and their teachers' debts, it breaks my heart. I wonder what those families are thinking right now. What do you What do you feel when you have somebody like Michael Knowles say at CPAC, we need to eradicate transgenderism, and when somebody like Tucker Carlson says that transgender people are at war with Christians? I can't see Christ in their words. That's for damn sure. I can't see where the biblical principles of loving your neighbor and walking the walk with Christ that they can see. I can't see what they're seeing right now because that's not of Christ. It's not. Yeah. And this is what we get to. This is what we get to in culture. This is when you cherry pick verses out of the Bible that you want to have and you want to be true. Then you create your own God. You create your own religion. You create your own cult and make it whatever you want it to be. This poor uh, confused soul says God made him, her, in her image, I can't even say it right because it's so confusing. He says, God made me in her image, referring to God as her. And by the way, I don't think you're allowed to do that by your rules. Your rules say you have to honor the pronouns. There are people who are very mad right now about misgendering this shooter who's a girl but she transitioned to a boy, whatever that means. And so you have to use the boy pronouns, he, him, and you have to use the boy name for this girl that was the shooter. And that's the worst crime imaginable, not the crime of killing children. But this person refers to God as her. But God very clearly, these are your rules now, very clearly says he, father, father God. Male and female, he created them. Genesis 1, from the very beginning, God refers to himself as he. If you go by your rules, you don't get to change that. It just doesn't make any sense. And that's the problem that we run into. But they will bully you. 
they will hit you over the head with verses like love your neighbor as yourself, saying you just need to love people and you just give them more love. And the more love that you give them, then you'll just understand that they can be whoever they want to be. They can be as gods. Again, very early in the Bible when Satan tempts Adam and Eve. This is the problem, and it's been the problem for the whole time. Apparently, this Covenant school shooter was filled with rage and vengeance and targeted this Christian school. I know you just heard about the dangers of being murdered while trans, but is that really an epidemic? All the statistics I could find actually say no, there is not an epidemic of that. Is there an epidemic of pastors targeting and killing trans people? I could not find one instance of a pastor killing a trans person. I couldn't find one. But what they're saying is these evil Christians are endangering their lives by saying true things, because that's what this is really about. It is a war on truth. They claim genocide and vengeance for us saying true things like men are not women. So what should we do? Well, of course, don't do violence or vengeance. But that's not Christian anyway. If you're really a Christian, you're not going to do violence. You're not going to do vengeance. That's the thing that they accuse us of, but it is the very thing that they are doing. And vengeance is mine, saith the Lord, from Deuteronomy. By the way, as an aside, Michael Knowles was kicked off of Twitter for posting that verse, vengeance is mine. Because as I mentioned, you're not allowed to say vengeance on social media anymore because it's too scary of a word. Even when you're saying, don't do vengeance, and by the way, God is the one who said, don't do vengeance. And we hear about banning all guns, but I, I'm sorry, guns are not the problem. Banning all guns will not solve the problem. I know you want to do something, so you just grab at whatever you can and say, well, it must be the guns. There's too many guns, and the reason uh, all of these, these violent shootings are happening is because there's too many guns. But guns are not the problem. Murder has been around for literally all of time. Cain killed Abel with a rock. David killed Goliath with a rock. It's not about the rock. It's not about the gun. This is the reality of the human heart. If you don't think the human heart is evil, you're just going to fall into this trap again and again and again. If you realize, like the hymn said at the very beginning, I once was lost. I'm a wretch. I need the grace of God so that I can have love and joy and peace and patient kindness. I don't have that in and amongst myself. That's the thing that we just don't get as a culture. We want to think we're great. We're good on our own. You're enough. You're okay. But you're not. You're just not. And it's not about the guns. Guns haven't changed. Just by the way, guns haven't changed in about 100 years. And guns have existed for far longer than that. The normal machine gun was invented in 1884. What is that? 100 and almost 40, 100, 140 years ago? The Tommy gun. Those guns from the old movies that are actual guns. That's way more powerful and way faster than any gun that you're really allowed to have today, though some people have them. That's 100 years old. It was, it was uh, invented somewhere like 1918. The AK-47 was invented in 1947 as the name. And many others, The like all of these weapons have been around for a long, 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 long time. The guns have not changed. What has changed is our view of spiritual realities, our view of morality, our view of values, our view of family and community and church. That is what has changed. We have radicalized ourselves into being individual atoms that just bounce around and you be you and live your truth and forgotten that that's not a good way to live and it doesn't lead to prosperity. 
It leads to depression and anxiety and not knowing where you stand and how you live and what your meaning is in this world. Our approach to mental health has changed drastically. Our approach to actually punishing crimes and criminals has changed drastically. And we do hear about mental health, and maybe that is a part of this, but there, is all way, but there also is just the fact that there is evil in the world, and we do bad things. Humans are not inherently good. Humans are capable of great evil. History and time and experience bears that out again and again and again. This particular shooting was clearly evil, probably demonic. Sure, there may be some mental health issues going on as well, but there is more going on here. And in the culture... When you fight, scream, wail, chant, protest to kill babies, and you fight against humanity, and you fight against marriage, and you fight against religion, and you fight against God and family, and you fight against your own nature, when you're a woman who wants to kill the woman inside of you and be born as a man, you have removed your humanity. The transgender pathway of salvation is dying to your own gender so you can be reborn into another gender or one of the infinity of made-up genders, LGBT, AAIP, hashtag, plus, plus, dollar sign, squiggly face. But the path of following Christ is different. It is a pathway into eternal salvation, and that path is to die to yourself, to follow Jesus as he is the way and the truth and the life. In this trans cult, you have to die to your literal flesh, change it through medications and surgeries. In the kingdom of God, you die to your spiritual flesh so that you can be clothed in the righteousness of Christ Jesus. To be made in God's image means to be made male and female. This is covered again in the first chapter of the first book of the Bible in Genesis. It's not unclear. There's no nuance there. There's no biblical, there's no biological category of gender identity that is apart from sex. This is something made up. The most loving thing we can do is agree with God, agree with the words he gives us in the Bible. God is love, 1 John 4, 8, and he made us male and female. Again, Genesis 1, Jesus reaffirms it in Matthew 19. Affirming the lie, believing the lie, propagating the lie of transgenderism is actually hate. It's not love. We heard about this anti-trans rhetoric, words that are literal violence to trans people, but that's not what words are. Words are just either true or lies. We need to stand for pro-truth rhetoric. You will be called anti-trans rhetoric if you say true things, but you just need to know you're doing pro-truth rhetoric. The LGBTQ AAIP hashtag plus plus cult wants you and me to say things about trans they want us to say, which may be lies. I want to say true things. I believe a man is a man. That just can't change, and it is true. And what they say is that what we say in that when we say true things is this anti-trans rhetoric. But we have to understand there are true things and there are not true things. There is no neutrality. There's no middle. Either you're true or you're not. There are lies and there is truth. And when we stand up and say no to all of this, they call us hateful bigots. They call us the isms, the ists, all the things. 
But now is the time to stand up and say no to all of this immorality, all the bad values, and stand up for truth and biblical values. Notice I did not say conservative values, though sometimes they cross over and they are the same. We must base our values not on the conservatives, the Republicans. We need to base our values on the truth, on the Bible, the actual word of God for living our life. The law is a teacher, Galatians 3.24, and we must teach it and be taught by it. The time is coming and the time has now come that we must worship in spirit and truth. John 4, you must tell the truth. As for the actual victims of this terrible tragedy, we must pray. We must pray for the families. We must pray for the friends, the church, the school, the workers, the staff, the students. Their world has been forever changed. And only through the power of the spirit of the living God can they know hope and peace. For Church Public, I'm Matt Odegaard. Keep the faith.